one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Welcome to our live listeners this morning, and also to those of you who will be listening to the recorded version of the program. It's May the 27th, a beautiful day in Ontario. Uh, we've got a great show planned for you this morning with my friend Lisa Rayum, who is known as the Energizer. Lisa Rayum loves working with entrepreneurial-minded individuals who are ready to change and reprogram their own negative self-talk. She inspires you through the ABCs of world-class educational materials, books, CDs, and association with other incredible go-getters in life leadership. Lisa also enjoys one-to-one coaching and mentorship, making it accessible for everyone, no matter how long you've been stuck. Together, you and Lisa will bring energy back into your business and your life. Welcome, Lisa. It's great to have you with us today. Good morning, Lynn, and thank you so much for inviting me here this morning. That's great. So why why are you called the Energizer? I'm called the Energizer. Well, it started in high school because my friends used to joke around and say, oh, wind her up and watch her go like the Energizer <laughs> bunny. <laughs> and uh, it's carried on through the years and mostly because uh, I have this energy about me that is, it's kind of big. <laughs> when I walk into a room, it's it's kind of big. Uh, but what it really is is that I love sharing a warmth and an energy to other people that may be needing it. And so I call myself the energizer because I like to share that energy and spark your business and your life once again. Right. So bringing energy to people's businesses and into people's lives, is that's the business you're in. That's it. That's great. So um, one of the things that Lisa and I want to make sure that we tell you about, um, and we're going to talk a bit about it this morning, it's a workshop that we're co-presenting. That's going to happen on Monday, June the 15th in the evening in Kitchener at Borealis Grill. And then again on Wednesday, June the 17th over the lunch hour at Johnny Rocco's Italian Grill, uh, also in Kitchener. It's on the topic of financial fitness, Um, and this is really great for anyone who wants to learn guiding principles to financial success. Um, We're going to talk about some of those principles today just to give you a taste. Um, You know, and I don't know if you're like me, but I always struggle to think of a great gift, and I think that this workshop would be a great gift. It might be... You know, it might be something that you feel you need yourself, but you also might know somebody who's graduating from high school or college, um, and it'd be a great workshop to present as a gift for a graduate to get them off to a good start. Um, Lisa, would you tell our listeners what the attendees of the workshop are going to receive? Absolutely. You know, I love that idea, Lynn, of offering it as a gift, because... What they're getting is not just the gift of what's in the package, but the gift of launching and opening up the package. 
and being able to work through it right away. <clears throat> How many times have you and I received something and it stays all nicely in the box and sits on the shelf? So this workshop is the opportunity to open up the box and walk through it with two facilitators that are really going to help you and be able to follow through with you if need be. Also, other people in the group will be able to help with accountability. The actual financial fitness kit itself contains a textbook. It contains eight CDs of different information. It's not like an ebook or an audio book. And then there's a workbook, which is the most important tool in the entire kit, whereby it goes through different forms and sheets. It goes through all the 47 principles of financial fitness to help us really consider what we call the offense, the defense, and the playing field of personal finance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a very important thing to to realize. Um, I think we all know that that money is important, but I don't think we often take the time to really think about you know what we believe and and how our how our habits are actually affecting a lot of different parts of our lives, and it's our habits around money. Uh, certainly affect affect us in many ways. So I think the op- the workshop is um, a way to just you know step back and and take a look at your habits and and to really take a look at what are good habits around money too. Exactly, it's it's to, to befriend money and not to let it control you, but let it be a great tool to reach your goals and to uh, succeed in achieving your own purpose. Money is a great tool to be able to do that. Right, right. Um, so so that we don't miss this part, um, how can someone register for the workshops, Lisa? Oh, yes, that's important. <laughs> well, quite simply, the, we, you know what, Lynn, I like, you and I keep it very simple. That's what it's all about. So if you're interested in registering and being part of this workshop, on June the 15th or June the 17th, whichever date and time works for you. Again, it's on Monday in the evening and then Wednesday the 17th on the at lunchtime. So to register, just email one of us, whoever you feel like emailing. My direct email is Lisa, L-I-S-A, at Lisa Rayom, R-E-A-U-M-E dot com. No space or anything in between, LisaRayom.com. And Lynn, they can always email you directly as well. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yep, that would be great. And my email is lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. So we'd be glad to hear from you. So um, from this material, um, let's whet some appetites a little bit. What's one of your favorite principles um, of financial fitness, Lisa? My favorite principle, and I think the one that's the hardest hitting, is to not purchase when you want something, but to wait until you've saved up the money and you've set it as a goal and you achieve it to reward yourself with it instead of having immediate gratification. Our society has really been about immediate gratification. 
Um, we've, we've almost made it okay to get into debt right away. So we want something, we go buy it and put it on credit. So my, my, the principle I love the most is, you know what? Don't go on immediate gratification. Wait until you have the money, pay for it in cash, and it's so much more rewarding. Yes. Uh, more rewarding, uh, less stressful in the end, for sure, um, because yeah. uh, accumulating debt certainly um, adds to stress levels. I think that's, um, you know, it's part of our our society, and certainly you've, you know, you hit on it. It's become acceptable. Um, it's become very acceptable to to carry debt, and, and we'll discuss in the um, in the workshop about, you know, what is. Uh, you know, when it's appropriate um, to borrow money and, and when it's not appropriate. Uh, but certainly the, the, consumer, um, the consumer aspect of, um, of going into debt, um, you know, going into debt over things like a pair of shoes or, uh, <laughs> you know, things that are wants. Um, now, if that's a pair of shoes because you got a new job, and and you've got to have safety shoes for your work. That's a different thing than than buying um, you know 150 dollar pair of running shoes just because you like the color. <laughs> you know? Exactly, and that's the difference between spending money because you want something with immediate gratification and investing in yourself. Yes. When you need something for to to feed your future and to feed your career to feed your goals. That's investing in yourself, and that's something that definitely you want to do on a regular basis when it comes to achieving a certain goal or achieving, ascertaining a, a step in your life. Right. Um, yes, yeah, so it is, again, about learning some principles so that you can apply those principles um, to your decisions about um, about things that you would spend money on or invest money in. Um, in the chat room, we've got a, a comment. Uh, so not buying things to make you feel better. Um, and I think I think we have some principles around that. Don't use money to build your self-esteem. Yes, absolutely. We have because we it have really doesn't. Feel no, we have to feel good about ourselves. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I think people sometimes do get a little high from buying something. You know, there is a good little feeling there, but it's not a lasting one if it causes you more stress in the long run. Yes, true confidence in your personal life and your business life definitely comes from within. That it comes from within understanding your strengths and your values and your principles and then appreciating that. So really, the things that we buy ourselves is strictly to make us feel good in a moment. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I totally agree with you that, you know, we have to look at it from, it's not, it's not, this, it's a band-aid to whatever the problem might be. So if there's mm -hmm. something, you really have to look within first and then, and then look at what you can do to complement and be ready for that interview or be ready for that, that stage presentation or whatever it is you're prepping for. But, uh, yeah, definitely look within first. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so there's an, exam, you know, an examination of our habits um, and also our motivations for, for doing things as well. Um, you know what we want money to do for us. I think we need some clarity around that. And this, um, 
this workshop uh, will help with that as well. Um, there's some very key questions that uh, we need to ask ourselves to to kind of clarify, um, you know, what is important to us, um, and it's you know it it probably doesn't um, come down to this consumerism you know and having having the um the latest gadget um or you know i mean there's 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 people who who do really like to have the latest gadget but again um uh, planning for that and uh it's all it's all about making a plan isn't it it, it really is you know is we call it the dream or the dread are we planning financially our future because of our dreams and or are we planning because we want to be proactive and avoid the dread, whatever it might be? And each of us have different wants, different purpose in our life. We need to look at within to find those answers. And so that really is the very first step, Lynn, I think, in this whole process is understanding what you're dreaming about, what you're hoping your money will bring for you, <clears throat> what's the ultimate purpose at the end. And what's your legacy going to be that? And and I don't just mean after you leave, but really I mean like as you're moving through your life, what is your legacy? So it's so much bigger than money. Money is just the tool, really. Absolutely. And as I mentioned earlier, and really determining that dread and that dream and then understanding what your priorities are. Yeah. What are your priorities in your life right now? What are they going to be 18 months from now? And what are they going to be even five years from now? So being able to understand the stage of, the, of your life that you're at right now with your family and the growth of your family, if you have a family, and, yep. and moving from that. So I think really that's the very first step because you can't get financially fit unless you understand why you're trying to get to a certain level of freedom. Right. Right, and I and and so I think you know part of it to me is <clears throat> to say it this way is don't just let things happen to you. Yeah, you know, you know, have a know the direction that that you want to do. I, again, I come down to the word plan. Um, you know, I use that word a lot, but you know, let's have a plan. Let's not just um, let things happen. It is already time for us to go for a break, Lisa, and we will, um, when we come back, I'm going to share one of my uh, favorite principles um, from the Financial Fitness Program. Wonderful. Thank you, Lynn. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. 
or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host, Lynn Wadham. With me is my guest, Lisa Rayom. Uh, we've been talking about a workshop that we are uh, co-presenting um, and some of the principles of uh, financial fitness that we'll be presenting at that, um, at that event. And you're all welcome to join us. Um, I want to share a principle that... Um, one of one of my favorite there's there's a lot of things that in this program that really ring true for me um and this principle is that money is a gift it has a specific use that means you have a stewardship you're to use your money for something that matters for your family and beyond and um you know if if you might um if you've been listening to to the this show um, very often, you'll realize that that does fit very closely with the <laughs> with the theme of this show is that uh, money is important um, and it is important to um, to take some time and and really plan around that. So, um, you know, if we're if we're managing our money very well, um, we will have enough um, to look after our family and and also to fulfill some bigger purposes for ourselves because it does make people feel good to give, um, you know, beyond their own family and needs. So what's another one of your favorites, Lisa? Well, I'm just looking ahead and I'm thinking about how it's so important to have that long-term vision and be really clear, right? So um, I love the fact that the principle that talks about using your time, your money, and your talents to genuinely help others naturally increase your happiness. So it's similar to what you're talking about, and it takes it even a step further. It's about seeking money for money's sake. may or may not influence your happiness, but seeking money in order to fulfill that stewardship and bless others is just so incredible, and it increases the value of your life over and above what you've, the material things. You, often we think people are saving money or um, planning the future for their material things. And I love the fact that you're talking about stewardship. That is so, it's awesome because it takes us way beyond the fact that when we actually purchase something, that immediate gratification is going to end in a moment. And if we can mm-hmm. think about long term, what is it really that we're trying to achieve? not just as individuals, but it has a huge effect on people around us. Much like the way we control conversations by the way we react to people, Mm -hmm. the way we handle our money and the way we spend our money in a reward type of a system based on achievement and based on stewardship, giving back, sets the example for all those around us. And it's interesting how people react to that. Mm-hmm. They end up doing that too. It's very, It's like when you try to start an argument with someone or someone's trying to start an argument with you and you respond in a very calm way and you're just, you're not going to let that happen. They, they immediately settle down. And the same thing happens when you're talking about how you handle your money. Um, mm-hmm. To the point of, it's, it's not about being generous. It's about being smart 
and thinking ahead. And people see that when they're around you. And I'm, I'm specifically thinking of my children and setting the example for my children and my grandchildren. You know, I think, Lynn, you can, re- you can relate to that. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. And what you're talking about is that is that your example it will magnify. Um, you know, and, and sometimes we, you know, by giving a little bit, um, it really can be magnified um, in in the help that it gives to others. Um, you know, and if everybody had, if everybody managed their finances well, and and had a little bit left over to. Um, you know, to time and money left over to to help the community. What a difference it would make in lives all around us. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think that's that's why I love your show and I love your purpose, Lynn. I think probably that's why we're attracted to to work together on this project is because hmm. the outcome is so fulfilling, so fulfilling. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and um, you know, these principles certainly are principles that that will help people um take control and um and be able to do um what they would like to uh what they would like to do with their money. So um you know there's so much to share um in this in this workshop and we're really excited to um to be presenting this material. Um, one of um another principle that I um really can relate to um is stop getting financial advice from broke people <laughs> get it only from those whose finances you want to emulate um <clears throat> and uh i would go even a bit further with that one in that i would say um you know what you need your own plan i think that some people get um you know, get discouraged because even even when they look at someone who's successful, they say, "Well, I could never do what that person did," and that's very true because you will do things in your own way. You need your own plan, but these principles will help you to create that. Exactly, and we do that so often in life. All that you know, on a daily basis, it's funny because we compare ourselves to others when really we should and could just compare ourselves to ourselves. We want to be better the next day than we were yesterday, you know? And if we can go that route and look at that even from our financial fitness program and and working on that, looking at it as a baby step process. We're not Absolutely. we've got these habits Lynn that we've we have, you know, some of us have been running and working with these same financial habits for more than 30 some odd years. Yep. <laughs> And we can't expect to just drop them overnight and bring in all these new, like these 47 new principles, these 47 new habits. It's not going to happen overnight. And I think so often people attempt to do something new like this kind of a program, and they start it, and then they just kind of stall, and they stop. And then, as you say, they listen to other people, these little voices, and... Uh, I like to say hang around with, listen to people that also have the low-hanging fruit. So if they've set the example, that's you want to learn from them, 
not mm-hmm. from someone that's still trying to do it and is struggling. It's like a blind leading the blind. <laughs> right. right. So I totally and, agree and, with you on that. And you have to be careful where you take advice too because sometimes someone may uh, appear to be successful uh, in that, you know, they may have a big house and they may have two new cars in the driveway, but they may not, you know, have a net worth really that supports those things. So I think that we do need to be careful. Um, And I love your analogy with the baby steps because I think sometimes we're too hard on ourselves. Um, We don't want to be so judgmental with ourselves that, you know, that, that that voice is telling us that you can never do this because everybody can do it. It's, you know, it, there's not a big secret. There's not, um, you know, there are these basic principles that if if people follow, they will find some success. It's not, it's not rocket science. It is something that you can ca- take control of. And, and I think when people look to other people, um, sometimes they, they get discouraged and they're a little bit too hard on themselves. Yes, because they're comparing apples to oranges, and it's yeah. just it can't be. It's interesting, Lynn, the, the principle, principle number five is exactly what you're talking about. When we look at this, we think it's complicated. It's not complicated. It can be so simple. Um, but what this program does, like the principle number five is consistently budget and save for unexpected expenses. Oh wow! Isn't that enlightening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a simple. We all know what we're supposed to be doing, but right. we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So this program, along with having facilitators and other people helping you, just keeps you on task. It keeps you moving forward. And again, it's that baby step process. But you've got to be really excited when you achieve a simple thing like. Oh, working with a budget on a regular basis and being mm-hmm. consistent with that. Well, well, and the the budget is is a very daily kind of thing. So, you know, when you say why don't we budget, I think it's because we haven't taken the time to have that big picture. Again, to go back to where you kind of started the conversation, you don't know where you want to be in five years or next year, or that we've planned, you know, there's there's something I really want to buy. If I keep on my budget, then, uh, you know, maybe I'm saving $50 a month towards what I want to buy, and I know that I will have it in, in you know, in 12 months. Or, um, you know, I think the motivation, if we don't know our motivation, it's very hard to do those, to, to stay on the budget, and to not buy a... Um, you know, a donut and a and an expensive coffee, um, and and I'm not saying that you know that we need to to give up little pleasures either, but sometimes if if there's a bigger goal, then it's easy to say it's easy to know why you're not um, making that expenditure. Yes, and what's interesting about that statement, Lynn, is that if you are saving for something special. I think that's a little bit easier because then there's a goal, there's a vision, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, as they say. But I think that when we talk about um, budgeting and saving for unexpected expenses, 
because we are in this immediate gratification kind of um, trained, we've been trained by by our, our upbringing and our society that this is okay. I think the whole concept of saving for an unknown emergency or an unknown expense like my washer breaks down, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the part that is hard to get over because there's no sense of really gratification out of replacing a necessity like a refrigerator is kind of like one of those things you got to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, although some people do get the joy of getting a new fr- refrigerator, but my point is that it isn't something that is, when you're saving something that you're not expecting and you're being prepared for those emergencies, that doesn't give you the immediate gratification that we've been trained to, to earn from our money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, when we – sometimes it's the terms that we use, too. We've got a comment in the, in the, uh, the chat room as well about a spending plan instead of calling it a budget because, you know, budget has – budget doesn't sound like fun. Um, but certainly budget is something that does give us freedom. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, it, um, having that budget, it's, it's a harder concept to get, but it does give you freedom when you, <clears throat> um, when you, when you stick to a spending plan or a cash flow, um, you know, cash flow projection. And that doesn't sound like fun either. That sounds probably worse. But the spending plan, I kind of like the, uh, I kind of like that term that was suggested in the chat room. Thanks, Eleanor, for that. That was good. So, do you know that it's already time for us to go to break again? Oh, my um, goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. Um, Absolutely. So we, yeah, we will do that. And when we come back, we will um, address another comment that uh, that I see is there in the chat room. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Len focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. show today titled Financial Fitness. Uh, Lisa Rayom is my guest um, and we've been talking about the principles of financial fitness. Um, there's a wonderful comment here in the, in the chat room um, and the, um, the listener here says, I used to give away too much for all different types of reasons which was not good for my money. Here we're talking about that, that idea of um, you know, managing our resources so that we have something um, to give. So, 
Uh, I used to give away too much for all different types of reasons, which was not so good for my money. How do you keep a balance in giving? Um, and what I would say as an answer to that is it's in the planning again. Um, I used to, you know, the phone would ring and someone would ask for uh, a donation to something, and, you know, quite often I'd think, well, you know, you know, I have that $50 to give, um, or I have that $20 to give, and, and so I would say yes. Um, but I don't think that the spur of the moment answers, just like, um, you know, buying something on impulse because I see something that's pretty, that attracts me, just, you know, by purchasing that, doing that on the spur of the moment, I don't think it's any more appropriate to to give away your money on the spur of the moment. And I'm not saying, you know, that I never do that anymore. Certainly I don't on the phone. If someone calls, I say, you know what, I make my decisions at the beginning of the year as to what I'm going to give to. Um, you know, send me information about your organization. Um, and if it fits with the principles that I'm laying out as to what I want to uh, to give to, um, then I will. It's about knowing, making some decisions about the things that are important to you to give to. And, and in that way, you can be excited about your giving instead of, again, getting into a situation where you've given, but it may cause further stress down the road if it kind of wasn't in the plan. What do you think about that, Lisa? Absolutely, and, and you know, I, I'm going to just tell you, principle number six, pay 10% of your income to offerings and giving. Mm-hmm. Give even if you're really broke, but give 10% <laughs> of your income. Giving give, puts you in a mindset of abundance, so this is the opposite of what we're talking about, but the same thing. It puts you in the mindset of abundance and puts any financial worries in, in its proper perspective. Because um, it should not be limited to just offering. So what what the principal is talking about is you're suggesting that we plan. Well, mm-hmm. let's plan. 10% of our income, no matter what, is part of our expenses. And it's going to offer. Some people may choose to give it to charity, may choose to give it to their church. But again, as you say, let's plan it in advance. And be very yeah. cognizant of the fact that we're doing that. It's part of our spending plan, and mm-hmm. that in itself will give us gratification, knowing that we're sticking to that. It's about being consistent with this as well in every piece of the of the program. I think that's so important. Yeah, so we have a spending plan, and we have a giving plan. Yes. And, and again, it's um, it's very much about giving a little thought to it, and knowing what's important to you. Yes. So, again, that's right at the beginning, isn't it? The first Mm -hmm. step, understanding your values and your priorities so that when you're making these decisions throughout your plan, you've already given it some thought. And that decision becomes very easy for you because you've gone through that thought process in advance. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's so many um so many very important pieces and and I think you know that before we make any plans really knowing what money means to us um we often um shortchange that that piece. 
Um, and again, you know, what we're encouraging you to do is is to really give some thought to what money is and what money isn't and what you want money to do for you and, and what we need to keep money from um, from doing to us. <laughs> yes, right? yes, exactly. And, Lynn, I don't, I don't know if this is the right timing, but I just want to take a step back. We were talking about the thoughts of consistent budgeting, and we were talking about, like, mm. the different ways of, of thinking about the money and the way we're planning. What I really love about this program is that we've got some incredible financial financial management forms. They are tools that really help us put that action plan in place. Mm -hmm. And things like having, there's like a net worth statement. So it's exciting to know what we've got set aside already, what we've already planned. I I can tell you, if, if I were to go around and talk to like five of my friends, and I would ask them, what have you already got set aside for your retirement? They would not be able to tell you the exact amount. True. So even understanding what worth you have set aside, it's almost like they don't want to think about it because it's there and it just it's untouchable, it's for the future, don't think about it. So it would be awesome to look at what, you're, what you've already gained and celebrate mm-hmm. your accomplish, accomplishments to date. And then other yeah. sources of income. And I'm just going to go through a few forms here. Uh, periodic payment planning. So like things that we have to pay on our, you know, it could be taxes on our, our, our property taxes. Really being um, uh, planning ahead and having that in the plan. Monthly right. cash flow plan. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, I wasn't, it was until I was in my late 30s before I started using a monthly cash flow plan. And it saved my life. And before that, I think about all the money I wasted because I was just going paycheck to paycheck and I got 20 bucks in my wallet. It's just crazy, right? Yep, yep. And, you know, when you say it saved my life, I I really like that because it can save your life. (laughs) It did. It really did. You know, um, and, you know, just just having that little buffer that you talked about, um, you know, we call it an emergency fund or a project account or, or whatever that is, um, that can save your life too. Yeah. And, you know, you, you spoke about people not knowing what that amount is that, that they have, you know, saved for for their retirement. I think a lot of times people don't look because they think it's not enough. You know, th- yeah. there's there's a fear there. And I'll tell you, when I start doing planning for people and we start looking at all the different resources that they have for their retirement, we, you know, put it in a spreadsheet, your Canada pension, your old age security, those things make a difference. Um, and then the money that they've saved and, you know, maybe there's, you know, something coming from a from an employer, you know, in a in a pension, and you put all those things together, and they say, "Oh, that looks better than I thought it did." You know, it, there's there's a fear when we don't look at these things, and there, you know, the fear of not preparing a a you know a spending plan is that well, maybe there's not enough money, you know, and, and maybe exactly. you know, but there always is. Like we're always surprised when we do the planning what good shape we're in it it doesn't point to what bad shape we're in it may point to well you know what we should you know there's some changes that we should make 
but it's empowering. It's not, you know, it's it's not restricting, it's empowering. It gives you freedom to really know your situation and know that you can impact it. Absolutely. I'd love to share a story if you don't mind. Um sure. that kind of relates to this. It's uh it's a totally it's kind of symbolic of it. I um I have a, a, a friend, a leader in my team that is just amazing and she was telling us that she was invited to participate in the 5K run. And she thought, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll do the 5K run. All of my mentors are doing it. I'm going to do it too, and I don't want to look bad if I don't do it. And then as the day was getting closer, she was really dreading this 5K run and what if, and what if I can't do it, how embarrassed I'm going to be, and all of these what ifs, uh-huh. and really this, the, the dread of the unknown of what it was going to be like. So about three weeks out before the 5K run, she actually went to the location of where the run was taking place. And she kind of just jogged around that full 5K run. And then the next, then she went back and she did it a few times. And she learned what the corners were and the hills. And, and she realized once she did it once, the dread was gone because it was the fear of the unknown that she right. was dreading. Once you take the step and you actually open up the books and you open up the pages and you fill out the forms and you look at this, it's the fear of the unknown that you're dreading, not the actual action of of doing the work. Right. And and I would come back to this is something that you can do. You know, it's it's not it's not something that is beyond anyone's ability to take control of this and make money do what you want it to do for yourself. Exactly. And I think that's, you know, that that's our message, but you do need to know how to do it, and you, you do need a few principles um, that can guide you um, to make some good decisions with your money. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to, um, to, uh, to presenting the material, and, um, um, you know, uh, there's a there's a place for everyone in in doing that. Um, what else is important for us to share today, Lisa? Um, I just wanted to mention that, um, and and this is something that goes with with my total beliefs and the value system that I've brought into my business and my life right now. And I hope it's okay. I'm going to share that. I I realized, and this is principle number nine: financially fit people are avid readers consistently investing in themselves by increasing their financial and their leadership education, their skills, their experience, their knowledge and ability. Even just reading that to you, it just fills me with empowerment, the concept of investing in myself, investing in my future and having that control over where I'm going. And I think that the you know, up until now we've been talking about saving money and being cognizant of your money and how to handle your money. I, I think, you know, the next phase as we run through this is don't forget to invest in yourself. That that investment in yourself, uh, it, it can never be taken away. Once you put something into your mind and into your life and you build it into a system that works for you, it can't be taken away. It's not something somebody can steal away. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, very important. 
uh, very important. And and this uh, course is a part of that, right? Um, you know, it's it's a very good step in investing in yourself and investing in your um, your knowledge about um, financial matters, um, your knowledge, but also you know taking that look at your habits and. Um, it's really a, a real self-improvement kind of step. And I think sometimes we think that money is separate from other areas in our life. And the thing is, money relates to everything around us, right? And and we want to make sure that we're controlling it and it's not controlling us. Absolutely. So and with that long-term vision, we end up becoming... It's funny, as I mentioned, it affects other people around us, Lynn, but I just wanted to also mention it affects other parts of your life, like you said. You know, you end up excelling when you're really feeling in control of your financial fitness, then you end up excelling in other areas of your life, your work, your projects, your family relations. It's funny Mm -hmm. how that happens naturally. It just falls into Mm -hmm. place because of that long-term vision. Well, the long-term vision and really knowing what's important to you Right, just taking the time to know, okay, it's important that I take time for this, or you know, whether that's family or or it's just something that you do for yourself, um, like riding horses, that kind of thing. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. just you know, just to know, okay, this is part of my plan because it's important, um, and uh, you know, so taking the time to really know what's important to you. Then you know what you'll spend your money on, and and you know why you're you're saving in some areas that that aren't as important to you because you have a focus on something else. So um, we're going to go for another quick break, and then we'll um, we'll examine that idea of investing in yourself a little bit more when we come back. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello again. Our guest today is Lisa Rayom. Um, Lisa, we're already coming down to the last um, few minutes of the show. Uh, It's gone so fast because we're so excited about the material that we're sharing today. Tell us a little bit more, just uh, reiterate that, why it's important for people to read and take workshops. Okay, the idea of investing in yourself is taking the time to educate yourself. 
it's not a, it's not even some people you know the whole term of self improvement has been overused and it's almost a, it's a voodoo kind of word now but i can honestly say that if we take the time to read a little bit more investigate invest in our own mind then we can learn how to be better planners with all areas of our life and planning doesn't have to be that everything has to be regimented. It doesn't mean that we're not flexible and that we don't enjoy the moment. What it means is that we're knowledgeable enough to understand when immediate gratification is awarded and when it's not really needed. But if we're not investigating, if we're not curious individuals, then we're not aware of what's going on. And then we're not aware of our own mindset and why we're making those decisions. And again, it all stems to when you have that long-term vision, you've already set your goals, um, and you're honest. If Some people sacrifice their own principles for money or for possessions. Um, but if we can turn back to being honest, keeping our integrity, keeping our priorities in the right order, and not letting money control us or um, being our master, but we become, we take the role of using money to be our servants, our tool to reach our goals and our and our purpose. So, and it really stems all back to that. Is that? But if you're not investing in your mind and you're not reading and being aware and educating yourself, you're not taking that time then you're cheating yourself of the proper plan for yourself, for your for the outcome. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense that we take that time. And the, the problem is, much like we have immediate gratification from a financial point of view that we've been trained on in this whole mindset, but we've also mm-hmm. got that when it comes to trying to achieve something new. Uh, my, right. You know, my son's a perfect example. Join my husband's bowling league goes out bowling and is upset that he can't, you know, get his three strikes in a row on a regular basis. Well, it takes time. It takes practice. And right. just on that thought, to gain mastery on anything new in your life can usually take about 10,000 hours. Right. So if you want to invest in something that you don't know about, you might want to work with someone that's invested that 10,000 hours and has fruit on the tree, and that's who you want to get advice from. And if you if you haven't been able to take the time to do that, but we ask you to take the time to start start with that investment, start working with a mentor and advisor that has those ten thousand hours and the fruit on the tree, the example to follow, and is true right. to your priorities and your values. Yeah, it's very important. We know the why first. Um, we have just scratched the surface um, on all of the valuable material um, that we are going to present at at the workshop. I, I thought we'd get you know a little bit further into some of this, but we had just scratched the surface. So um, you know, certainly uh, we should let people know again um, how to sign up for the for the course. So if you would give your email again, uh, Lisa, that would be good. Fantastic. So the course dates are Monday, June fifteenth starting at 7.30 p.m., and that one is at Borealis in Kitchener. And then there's another one for those that can't make the evening, Wednesday, June 17th at 11.30, like a lunch and learn 
at Johnny Rocco's in Kitchener. To register, you're welcome to directly email me, Lisa, L-I-S-A, at Lisa Rayome, R-E-A-U-M-E, dot com. Or connect directly with Lynn. And Lynn, what's your email address again? That's Lynn at stepright.ca, L-Y-N-N, at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. Yes, so that is wonderful. We are uh, really looking forward to it. We hope that we will see you there um, or, you know, if you have family members that um, that you would love to see there as well um, that could use some of this material just to get them off to a good start. Uh, they are very welcome. Uh, we're really looking good uh, forward to that. So thanks for being with us today, Lisa. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun, and you're right. We barely scratched the surface. We could probably do yeah. another two two hour call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I know together. we're gonna have yeah we're gonna have uh, just as much fun when we present this material uh, and more at the um, at these workshops. And the nice thing is that you, that you do go away with some materials um, that are going to. Um, backups, you know, and remind you of some of the things that have been uh, discussed. There's the workbook and the um, and the book, and also some listening as well that will um, that will help everyone to uh, stay on track. Uh, and we can certainly uh, um, help you out with any um, questions in the future as well. Uh, give you a little support in making uh, changes to your uh, financial habits. Um, so remember, you can always send me an email, lynn at stepright.ca, that's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T. I'm here to help. Um, as uh, an independent speaker with the John Maxwell team, I'd be pleased to speak to your group um, on any subject depending on your needs. Um, Next week, I remind you to tune in again when my guest will be Steve Blakely, and the topic will be sharing your values with your children. Um, so remind you next week, and this is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.